0: Hello and welcome to this episode. In this episode, I'm going to share the mindset of a rich investor versus the mindset of a poor investor because there are two distinct differences between poor and the rich investor, okay? So we need to understand this and try to pinpoint what sort of investor you are. If you happen to be a poor, poor mindset investor, you'll be able to eradicate those sort of limiting belief and then adapt the rich mindset, um, amazing or or literally motivated beliefs because. The, the, these are the, these are the things that makes the difference. This is the reason why some people expedite their process quickly and some people then progress slowly. Again, we are not competing with, with each other. We are not doing a sprint. We are doing a marathon. We all have our own pace and our journey. But it's vitally important for us to know what the mindset we should be adapting or literally hacking to enable us to get sustainable wealth that will better us and our family and our great-great-grandchildren. So again, these are the things I want to share with you today so you you really understand exactly what it is. If you like this episode or any of my episodes, don't forget to follow us, so that the episodes will get downloaded directly on your device. So let's get to it. So if you're looking at the poor investor versus the rich investor, they have different identities. So these identities or mindset is very key um, to their progress or, or, or how they actually perform financially. So looking at the poor investor, the poor investor wants to do everything themselves. Okay, so I'm gonna to admit to this, by the way. When I started, I wanted to do everything by myself. I wanted to go and set up the bedrooms. I wanted to fix the door. I wanted to clean the house. I wanted to um to to actually um do the viewings. I literally I wanted to do everything. Okay, so I had that poor mindset basically. I had that poor investor mindset because I thought I was the best to actually do everything. I thought nobody else would do 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 a job better than me. Okay, so I had that mind. So it's very difficult for me to let go of it when 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 i initially started but what i did basically is to law is to learn what the rich investor mindset was because what the rich investor mindset is basically they will delegate they will ask people to go and do stuff that they don't do or stuff that don't add value to them basically they they, um they um, delegate people to go and do it those people may not do it exactly the way they want it but sometimes they can get it at the beginning, they may get 25% of what they want, but then as you, as you continue working with these people, um, that you delegate, they will tend to improve. And then obviously sometimes it's 90 or 95%. So sometimes they even do the job better than you. For example, now my cleaner does the cleaning better than me she's absolutely amazing she goes in every week clean all the houses no question asked it looks absolutely amazing and I thought I was I was better than doing that and again I thought I was better changing locks basically only to realize I can get a locksmith who will turn up in my house and do the job within 10 15 minutes it used to take me 30 to one hour to change one lock what I used to do I used to go on youtube try to find out how to change locks etc etc so now I've got someone who i who I delegate who actually just go and do that and I' don't even have to get involved. I've got my state agency manager who will who will actually get someone to actually go do the job as well. And then what 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 rich investors do? They eliminate things that don't add value. Anything that doesn't add value in their life or in their business, they eliminate it. So I'm I'm literally doing this myself. I eliminate whatever doesn't add value to me. And again, this is constant looking at what you're doing. Because you just don't eliminate it one go and then think, oh, you've eliminated all this stuff that you do. No, you constantly have to review and adjust your businesses. Whatever doesn't add value, eradicate it. Because if it doesn't add value, it's taking your time. It's not financially viable for you, morally, physically. And again, it doesn't do any good to you. So eliminate that. And then obviously focus. Rich investors focus on what they're doing. right? They literally focus. In value added task, whatever add values to what they do is what they focus on, right? If it doesn't, if it doesn't add value, they delegate, eliminate it to someone else. They will either eradicate it or delegate it to someone else who would look after. it. Again, when I started to give another example for myself, I used to um, basically pay the council, the council tax manually right i used to literally do that every single month in all my properties because i didn't want to set that direct debit thinking that the council will deduct more money than they're supposed to do so basically i used to go to the corner shop literally pay my council tax that way manually so what i did i didn't automate it right when i realized that oh they're not going to take more than what they're supposed to take literally sat down one day and literally set direct debit in all my properties and today i don't even check whether the money's gone out or not. What happened? My staff in the office check whether the direct debit has gone up or, or gone down or whether it's gone gone out or not. So again, I've automated that system. That's that's what a rich mindset is basically trying to automate, eliminate or delegate people to do what doesn't add value to them so what they then concentrate looking at tasks that add value maybe looking at property deals maybe teaching someone maybe impacting someone positively maybe helping a landlord helping an investor helping a homeowner things like that because you're adding significant value or basically looking after their um renovation project so it could be anything basically as long as it adds value to what you're doing that's what the rich investors do and another difference is basically rich investors diversify their investment. They just don't invest in one asset. They literally diversify their portfolio in different assets. Say I suppose they invest in in properties. What they do, they just don't buy family family-let houses. They they get they have houses that are family-let, they have HMO houses. Right, they, they 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 convert houses into flats, and then sometimes they have commercial mixed use mixed use properties. So again, they are diversifying their portfolios. Say something goes wrong. Suppose, um, uh, for example, look what happened in COVID. If any landlord who had commercial property would have struggled to to um to um get their rent because most properties or most retail unit basically. Um, closed down. Some of them had to work from home. Some of them never came back again. If you only had commercial properties, you would have lost significant rent, and then obviously your property price would have gone down as well because there was no takers in terms of renting the um, renting your um, retail unit. But if you if you would have diversified by having flats or HMO properties, or or, or maybe joint venturing with someone else in in another adventure. That had that would have reduced the risk that you face because you've diversified, whereas poor investors also they think that they only invest in one asset class right. They they like their straight, simple, easy family let property. They're not going to do anything else apart from family, pro- fa- family let property because they're renting it to to a family. They're happy with getting their three hundred pounds every month for two hundred pounds, whatever it is. They they they, they don't really want to take take the risk because obviously they they they're thinking um maybe they 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 are going to lose money or maybe something wrong is going to happen. It's going to be too much of a work. So they don't really want to risk it. So if you want to move from one level to another level is to diversify your portfolio, right? If you, if you've got a couple of buy to let, family let, or maybe three family let, maybe it's about time to try HMO strategy. This is, this is by buying a house, converting it into, into four or five lettable rooms, and then you rent that property in room by room basis, and that would generate you sometimes triple the rental income you would have earned from a straight family-led property. So again, if you've got that mindset, try to change it into the rich mindset so you can diversify your portfolio that will generate you amazing return on investment. And again, rich investors go all out to use other people's money. Right? What do I mean by that? They, they hardly put their money in their own investment, in the investment that they make. So what they did are very good in presenting amazing deals to investors, right? They, they use investors like angel investors, crowdfunding, and um, they will go all out to find money, to raise money, for their property investment because that's how they leverage, that's how they grow and expand themselves to ensure they move a lot more quicker. Whereas the poor investor, literally, they they just want to use their own money. They're thinking they've got money. They want to invest their money. They don't want to partner with anybody else because they want to get all the return and investment. And that, that is not just being poor investor mindset. It's being greedy, right? For me, fifty percent. Of a return, actual return is better than 100% of having nothing. Suppose if you're an investor, if you're, if you're, if you're a poor mindset investor, you buy one property with few hundred thousand pounds, you have to wait for another six months to buy another property or maybe 12 months for you to be able to buy another property. That, that is you dragging your progress. Whereas if you've got a rich investor mindset, you want to buy three or four buy buy-to-let property by using other people's money to invest and cure the return. Right, it's a win-win you're getting these properties by the way they'll be yours by the end of the day if well depending what sort of agreement you've come up with and you pay these investors so once you've paid their return on investment or 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 the interest on the on the loan as well as the principal you build relationship with them once you build relationship with these people guess what you grow right because they'll be lending you more money to, um, uh, to 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 um, invest in um, properties. Rich investors also look for dual properties, properties that they can add value to, like rundown properties, dilapidated properties, properties that have issues. Basically, so they want to go in. Add value to that property, bring it to a livable or sellable condition. Basically, they go for a challenging project that 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 allows them either to pull all their investment out or pull most of their investment out. They're always looking for problems to solve in terms of properties to ensure they got a better return. They may be looking for a struggling landlord, a repossessed property, a property that just needs works. There's some issue with it. They go in there, take the property on, and then obviously add that value to that property and then convert it in, into different sort of pro- properties that would eventually generate them a good return on investment. Again, the poor investor mindset or the poor investor, they want to turn turn turnkey property. They don't want to do the work. They just say it's just too much of work. They don't have time. They're busy doing other stuff. They just want to donut property, hand the keys over to them and put a tenant in. I'm not saying it's a bad investment, by the way. It's a, it's it's a, it's a good investment, but as an investor, you want to make your money work a lot harder for you. Meaning, you don't want to tie your cash because no matter how much money you have, when it comes to properties, you will run out of cash one day. So it's important for you to ensure that you you're literally looking for properties that you can add value to. Suppose you bought buy a property, a done up nice property for hundred and fifty thousand pounds, you would have left and um, lots of money in that deal because you would have put down um 25% of the 150,000 pounds Whereas if you were to buy a property that worth £150,000, once done up, you bought it for £100,000, you fix it for about £10,000, or £20,000, you would have added £30,000 on the property. You've added that value. So you forced the appreciation of the property. So that property would have gone up in value and you would go and remortgage that property at £150,000, deduct your existing loan and then you're able to pull some of your money out. Again, that's what the, uh, that's what the rich investor mindset is because they're always looking for problems that they could resolve in order to get the return on their investment. Poor investors also invest on the basis of their heart and emotions, okay? They use emotions, they, they literally use their heart when they invest. oh, am I going to live in this property, right? Or really they want to go for the best kitchen, best wardrobe or maybe or best, whatever it is, is best, 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 so expensive, stuff. thinking, forgetting about it is an investment. It's a business, right? It's a business. They just use all their emotions, spend lots of money in those properties only to find out they're not going to get the return that they anticipated to get. Whereas us, we the rich investors, we go with our mind, we go with our head and the numbers. Okay. The numbers needs to add up and we go with our head. We know it's an investment property. We know who our target market is. We know what our target market is looking for. We know what sort of tenant will rent our property. So what we do, we renovate or invest on that basis. The numbers needs to work. You know, it's not about getting emotion, getting the best kitchen, getting the best bathroom. It's about what your client wants. It's about what your numbers are saying. It's about what sort of thing that's suitable for that specific client. So you're not gonna go in, invest lots of money in one property only to find out it's gonna get trashed the next day. I've seen so many properties online. They do them really, really nice, absolutely amazing. On Facebook, you see the property, very, very nice. It's like a mini boutique hotel, basically and rent those properties out within four months the property is trashed right if you go back to that property you think it's a different property and again that's a poor investor mindset right they've not been thinking about who their target market is they've not been thinking about using their head and the numbers they just get emotion because they saw someone else's property online that is very very nice they all, they go and match those match those people's property they don't they're not even in, in the same location or either targeting the same market. So again, they share share this bad news on, on 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 Facebook or something like that, saying our oh, property is very very hard and X Y Z. Yeah, of course it is because you're you're literally doing what someone else is doing without even knowing why they're doing that. So again, you use your head. And the numbers—that what makes your investment sound, not your heart and your emotion. So, so, and again, if you're one of those people who use that sort of way of investing, extract that from you. Get the get the rich investor mindset, which is numbers and using your um, head instead of your heart or emotion. And again, poor investors don't 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 like big projects. As soon as they see big project, they panic. They get worried about it. They start thinking about troubles, thinking about planning issues, thinking about tenant issue. They just think about all the worst things that could go wrong in that property. So they literally do not want to deal with bigger projects because they're thinking this is just too much work for them. Whereas the rich investor likes bigger projects, gigantic projects, problematic projects, because they know what? They're going to go use their initiative. They think outside of the box, right? Take those projects. And the thing is, those projects take the same amount of time with the smaller project as well. But the difference is, Bigger project gets you bigger returns, gigantic return, and you could do big project the same amount of time you do small project. For example, renovating a house may take you about three to four four months. And again, bigger project would be almost the same, maybe a month or so different. But the returns are absolutely amazing, obviously, because they are bigger project and you're resolving issues and you're adding significant value into that property and you've got then that return coming whereas the poor minds have literally fear they are so fearful about the unknown they don't know what's going to happen things are going to go wrong they're going to stack up all the bad things that could go wrong whereas we the rich investors, we think about what we can do to add value in, this pro- in these properties. They buy massive properties, a gigantic property. We'll be thinking about flats, commercial units, um, HMOs. We think about all the good things that could go right with those properties. And then obviously we then go and execute. Rich investors commit to be rich, right? What do I mean by commit to be rich? They set their goals. They focus on their goals. They go all out to execute those goals. They commit on it 110%. 110%. They, don't, they don't mess about. They go all out to get it done no matter what. Whereas poor investor wants to, wants to be rich but don't want to take massive action right they don't want to they they want to be rich but they don't want to take massive action by taking the bigger project by learning by advancing themselves by not trying to understand what they could do to actually improve themselves etc etc whereas the um, rich investor commits set goals go all out to educate themselves improve themselves take themselves to the next level so that they can progress and actually surround themselves with people who are a lot more successful than they are and then that then help them push them up and take them to the next level and one of the key differences between rich and poor investor mindset is the rich investors observe the mass and do the opposite. They observe the mass and do the opposite. Why do I? What do I mean by this? The poor investor, they look at the news. Wow, capital appreciation is, is in Newcastle. Property prices are going up so high. Guess what they do? They literally go and buy properties in Newcastle. Right. That is crazy idea. If you've heard it already, it's too late for you to buy a property there, because that's why it's on the news. Property prices has gone up already. You've missed the wave. Right. You've missed the wave. Whereas rich investors, what they do, if they realize property prices has gone up in Newcastle, they think about, okay, which city or town is closest to Newcastle? Right. What that means, the wave hasn't got to that place yet. OK, after Newcastle, which city is the next city or which town is the next town that, that is very closer to kind of um, living life or, or kind of living standard to Newcastle that has not been hit yet. So they go there and invest in that area. they go and invest in that town or city. So when the wave comes, when the news reported, it would have been them who actually gained that capital appreciation. I see this happening so many times. People, as soon as they as soon as they hear capital growth, in this area, they go boom, buying and buying and buying and buying and buying, drive the prices up and up and up and up. They end up losing significantly, right? Anything that has gone in the news, it has become a public domain. What that means is it's already happened, right? If you've gone in investing, you've lost the boat already. So think about another area, think another city, think about, uh, about another town where the wave hasn't hit yet. So when it comes to the public domain, you would have been that person who actually achieved that capital appreciation again that's what rich investors are very very good at observing the mass and do the opposite i've seen so many people getting hmo properties or service accommodation properties where there is a swamp of service accommodation so much competition everybody's doing xyz doing exactly the same thing competing in price competing in everything and then they end up losing out they say service accommodation doesn't work it does work the only thing is you shouldn't be doing what everyone else is doing because if you're doing that there's no difference to what to 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 actually w- w- what they're doing so you need to find a way to distinguish yourself from the mass and then you do the opposite and obviously you're going to distinguish what the um, uh, rich investor mindset is versus the um, poor investor mindset whatever you are if you're a rich investor mindset keep that don't eradicate it strengthen it to take you to to the next level and honestly If you think you have some of the poor investor mindset, look at yourself, try to eradicate all those sort of things and then implement the the, um, rich investor mindset so that you'll be able to take your property investment journey to the next level. If you like this episode or any of my episodes, don't forget to hit the follow button so future episodes will be downloaded directly to your device. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to sharing the next episode. Thank you. Thank you so much to all our listeners. I will leave you with this. Take some form of action today. Take one tiny step to move you to the next level. The life of financial freedom. To live life by design, not by default. Again, thanks for listening to Property Investment Blueprint Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and like this episode so future episodes are downloaded directly to your device. I would appreciate if you would leave an honest rating and review. Not only I read every single one, but it's also helped me understand what content matters most to our audience. I shall see you next time.